right, that was a little 8-bit White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Hey, can you answer me a question? Yeah. Were those two brother and sister or husband and wife? They were husband and wife, but when they made it big, they were already divorced. Just they to make stuck it. together for the but band. He, but they told everyone they were brother and sister. <laughs> Freaking weird, dude. Dude, he's weird. Like, there was a thing that came out that he... Uh, lives in or he lived in nashville and he had the thing with uh the black keys yeah oh yeah like the big uh a big like turf war yeah <laughs> like they're copying me and like his ex-wife kid went to school he's like i don't want to bump into that guy he it, just you know it was like the, the it's super petty yeah it came out and it was like whoa dude super petty yeah kind of sound like something you and i would do that's that's uh wait speaking of that who are we uh, we're best frenemies, and I'm Christopher Law. And I am Baby Teeth. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> no! <laughs> that, guy's, that guy's a dick. Dude, all right, so with that Baby Wait, Teeth... I'm I'm Johnny Castano, by the way. Yeah, fucking say your name. Someone the other day... Oh, I think it was Coach Jeff was like, Hey, where's Johnny? Can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we, the last episode, we did the Baby Teeth segment and we were watching the fight uh the diaz uh bad motherfucker fight and oh. tooth was there Mastival, yeah and we were telling him about the baby teeth and he was like man you gotta i owe the copyright to that <laughs> that's you owe me money he's like, he's like that's fine when you guys get big i'm gonna fucking sue you guys have you forgot that i'm a lawyer i know all about copyrights <laughs> uh yeah that was <laughs> dude i fucking love tooth <laughs> such an egomaniac <laughs> and then i'm like i'm like dude we destroyed you because you wouldn't come on our show and he's like he's like you didn't need me i'll never come on i'm never coming on i'm gonna remain an enigma <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway so uh first things first is there anything better for a basketball fan than your team winning with a buzzer beater oh my god no it is not it is the best and i actually so my team was playing the bucks who i think are the first they're they're number there. one in the east right now they're up there yeah and i was watching the game i was out um and i was kind of checking the score on my phone i missed the first half i was out running around no, and, and we were wait, up, wait. This is a funny thing too, because I will record the game and I won't look at any social oh, no, media. I can't do that. I can't do that. And I will go and play it from the beginning and just oh, turn my phone off. No, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Because if I know it's already playing, like you have to watch it live or nothing. Yes. Like, then that means even if you only get to see the last five minutes. That is correct. Because if I know that I can go there, I don't want to be totally disappointed. Look, my team's killing it, and then I'm like, oh fuck, we lost. You know? Yeah. So I have to watch it from. I have to watch it live. But we were up by like fucking 20 points over the, yeah, in the first half. And I'm like, oh, dude, we got this. Took the foot off. So the then gas. I come back. I'm a jinx. Yeah. I, I'm a total jinx. I turn on the TV and all of a sudden it goes from like, we're at that point, like 15 points up. Just keep whittling it down yeah. to like. It's because they all go for fucking threes, dude. dude. That's what happens. They're like, dunk, dunk. And then the other team comes back and they start getting some quick buckets. And then your team's still shooting threes. Oh, dude, it was horrible. And I mean, Donovan Mitchell, he had like eight turn. We had 20 fucking turnovers in that game. 20. 
and I'm watching the game and I stop watching it. I'm like, I'm not even going to, my team deserves to lose that they're playing like this. So I turn away. So we're watching something with my kid and all of a sudden I check my phone. I'm like, all right, is the game over? And it was like a tight game. And I'm like, I'm going back in. <laughs> so I turn it on. We're watching it. Tight game. They fucked up. There's 1.3 seconds. And our new guy, Bogdanovich. Yep. Freaking corner three. Highest point of the... St- <laughs> beep. Swish. And uh. it was, dude, I jumped up like I was in the arena. My son was just clowning me. I was like, oh, dude. That was like... We came back from 19 against the... Uh, against the Chicago Bulls and did a, a three at the buzzer to tie it and then went into overtime and spanked them. And like, dude, you I, can feel in situations like that. You can feel the momentum. Switch. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was running around the house going LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. <laughs> dude, nothing better. Nothing better than the buzzer beater. And, and dude, Lakers since we recorded, haven't lost a game. You know what? They, uh, I just read an article this morning. What's your guy? Alec Caruso. Is that his name? Yes. They're like, hey, hey, hey. When he's hot, we call him the Caruso show. <laughs> oh, God. They're like, Lakers are 7 0 when Alex Caruso plays. Because he didn't play the first game. Because he didn't play the first game. <laughs> Dude, as a guy who, who has dealt with uh, male pattern baldness. Dude, just shave it already. Dude, Jesus. fucking shave it, dude. Like, yeah. you are not fooling anyone, and it looks worse. Just fucking shave it. I don't know if it's the lights or something, because Vogel, their coach, too, same thing. It's like, dude. Dude, shave your fucking head, Your man. hair is transparent. Oh, Please. Dude, just shave it. <laughs> yeah, All right, so since the last time we recorded, um, I had a competition. Uh, my oh, second yeah. competition, Long Beach Open. On Sunday, um, I got a silver medal. There are only two of us competing. <laughs> hey, nobody needs to know that, Chris. I'll, you, you hey, know, hey, I'll edit that out. But the thing <laughs> is, I fucking tell that to everyone. Like, Oshin went by like on Wednesday. He was like, hey, dude, congratulations. And I was looking at him like, what? I was like, hold on, is he talking about the podcast? Like, <laughs> He's like, you competed, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, there are only two of us. He was like, well, we didn't want to bring it up, but... Uh, no, it was, uh, dude, congratulations uh, for doing it because you know what? I did not do the first time when you and I did it, you did, you, it was your first competition. I didn't want to compete. Oh. Then this time I felt that you took my place and you really didn't want to compete, oh, no, but I like, don't. but like Wendell and Kings, like our crew was competing. So it was funny. All of us. So there Wendell, Tommy, uh, Kingsley and I. We're all kind of like, I think we're all kind of like and guilty. Nima. Nima, yeah. Well, he's kind of different. He competes. He yeah. likes to compete. Yeah, he's a fucking... The other he four of us, like Tommy, Yeah, he was like, dude, I've been dreading this all week. I did not <laughs> want to compete. I mean, we were all talking like, man, we were thinking about faking injuries. Dude, like Tommy did awesome, dude, by the way. Tommy, for a guy who didn't want to compete, he won gold. Did you see his little highlight reel? No. You know what? He tagged me in it. I need to watch it. But I heard it was really great. It's but awesome. But everyone has been like, like Professor Alexis was like, dude, you were freaking moving. Like uh, Professor Gee, like the top game. And, and he did great. I, and I was actually more proud for him winning than my disappointment in my performance. Like, I was stoked for Tommy. I freaking love Tommy. Dude, he, yeah, dude, he couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, I, awesome. He was free. And you know what? I think with competition, and I had... Dude... 
Do you think everyone was scared because they were going against Manny Pacquiao? <laughs> I think so. Because <laughs> he like, looks... What? If you don't know Tommy, he looks just like Manny Pacquiao. He... You know, the thing with competition jiu-jitsu, like, dude, it's a whole different game. Like, I don't roll... I don't roll for points. I'm always just rolling for submissions. Oh, and what submission do you like, Chris? I'm not going to say because you're going to say it's illegal. <laughs> but you know what? There, at one point, <laughs> there, my fear was that I was going to lock up a toehold and Wait. be disqualified. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'll go out. Hey, disqualification for a toehold. Live by the toehold. Die by the toehold. <laughs> hey, I, did, I just got one uh, on Thursday. I loved it. Oh, dude, it's best I, it is pretty when you lock it in oh dude you know it's locked <laughs> it's in so fun, it's, you know it's locked in and i love the little yelp you yeah know, you get the, ah! yeah and then you get the you get the oh, you fucking pussy you toe hold like people like take it like oh is that all you can do is to hold me i'm like no i i'm seeing tap and you're <laughs> complaining about it dude it's kind of like a wrist lock i think like you know anytime i think from the waist down submissions you know, ankle locks, toe holds, knee bars, people, it's like... They get really mad. They do get mad. <laughs> but it's like, I, hey, I'm going to know, like, in Dom Patrol, once a submission, someone has success with it, everyone else kind of picks it up. Like, Ezekiel, yeah. you were freaking locking that up on everyone, and everyone else started. They started defending it better. They started using it. And... I think toehold. Hey, that's my uh, that's my other school visitor submission. <laughs> like, oh, you don't train here? Here comes the front of Z. Well, <laughs> well, because everyone defends shit, and all of a sudden you're like, you go against someone who doesn't know your game, and you pull it off. Yeah. Like for me, it's a kid suite, and you're like, it still works. Like, all right, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But anyway, so I did made a decision. I think Wendell and I are gonna compete. We we want to win, like we want to win. But I decided I need to cut weight. I need to put forth some effort. I need to get to the lower weight division because, dude, I think I'm you just might. I'm just rolling with guys that. Are, Don't be fat, Chris. Be, be I know. Be do one with a weight cut just so you can see. I just want to see the difference. I got to tell you, like to be like one of the bigger ones in the division is a lot more fun than. Oh, dude, just the. I mean, because there's some people in class. I mean, if they pass my guard, it's over. Like Mark. Kenji, yeah. they pass my guard. I'm not going to be able to do anything with them, and I hopefully they fuck up. But or Big Tommy, Brown Belt Tommy. Oh God! Well, he just freaking that motherfucker. Lasso sweeps. He's it's like a cat and mouse when we go. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm going to let you up. Oh no, I'm going to bring you back. Down. Well, and that's the thing. You know it's coming, and you're like, fuck him. He's not going to. Oh shit! He just got me. But yeah. Anyway, um. Hey, hey wait. You know what else? <laughs> Dude. Both of our wives are out of town right now. What? Yeah. Strip club. Strip club. <laughs> Do you think Donovan's old enough? Hey, hey, Dad's still getting you dinner. Eat the chicken wings over there. <laughs> <laughs> they got a buffet here. Dad, Dad, these chicken wings are hot. <laughs> Come on. You don't want the strippers to think you're a little pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no. Jackson and I are bachelors. Um. Wait. So, what are you guys doing tonight? We are. So, I told you this before, but I'll, I'll share it now. So, I've been scrambling. <laughs> I've been scrambling to find something to do with him that he wants to do because this at his age at fourteen, anything's just like I'm like, hey, you want to go to Knott's Berry Farm and ride some rollercoasters? Uh, 
You want to freaking take a rocket in outer space? <laughs> Go to the movies? And he, so I, I saw that Logan Paul, a YouTuber, and KS1. Uh-huh. Or, or no, KSI. KS1. I don't know. Whatever. I know what you're talking about. They are doing um, a second fight. They had fight one that was in like Manchester like a year or two ago. Anyway, they're at the Staples Center. So I was like, I could get nosebleed seats for like 80 bucks or something. So yeah. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to go to that fight? I texted him. He was at school. Apparently, it was at lunch. Within, I'm not even kidding, a minute, I had five separate text messages from his friends going, take me to the fight. They all, dude, that's, the ball's on kids today. So they said, let me get your dad's number. I'm going to text him. Yeah. Wow. Take me to the fight. And I'm like, well, I'll take you guys, but I'm not fucking paying. Like, I'm not going to be dropping 500 bucks. So I'm like, I mean, if they can go, I'll drive them up. That's fine. And Jackson was like, I mean, but I want my friends to come. I'm like, why don't we just stream the fight and then come over to the yeah. house? And he's like, okay, cool. So we're going to watch that. Well, actually, so I was like, all right, cool. They're well, freshmen. What kind of beer are you going to let them have? Um, no, they're going to be drinking White Claw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> White Claw. <laughs> Chris, Chris, we're sober and we never got to have White Claw, but I do remember when that shit was called Zima. Oh, God, dude, SEMA was the fucking worst, dude. That stuff was disgusting. When I was 21, that's, like, right when Zima came out. So, like, I, I vividly remember, like, a bars, like, everybody having a Zima in their hand. But it was so stupid because to make it taste good, you have to, like, drown it in grenadine. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why would you get a drink that you have to add flavor to it? Like, yeah. anyway. So... I was telling my kids, all right, that's cool. We'll sit around and watch the fight. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, we'll sit around and watch the fight. He's like, you're not watching it with us. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I was like, I'm just hanging out with my boys. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm yeah. watching that fight, asshole. Especially because you always hope that somebody, you always hope that Logan Paul is going to get knocked out. Of and course, you can be like, he's a douche. And you'd be like, I fucking saw Logan Paul get knocked out. You know, truth be told, dude, I just like fights. Yeah. I mean, I love UFC fights, but dude, bo- I like boxing fights. Hey, I just like fights. I watched it when Danny Bonaducci, um boxed Horshack. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, that was not cool because he has like. <laughs> Donnie, uh, Danny Bonaducci. Danny Bonaducci. I mean, he has a black belt in karate. Does he? Yeah. Anyway. That's like six months of hard work right there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. If we were in any martial arts besides jujitsu, we'd be black belts for like three <laughs> years now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, master, would you like me to take over the class? <laughs> uh, um, so, on this... Well, whoa, whoa. We're go- I'm going to probably take the kids, too. Thanks for asking what I'm doing with my children, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm self-centered. <laughs> we're, uh, but uh, we're probably going to go see Dr. Sleep. Dude, part, I want to go see that. Part two to The Shining. Loosely, part two to The Shining. Uh, you read the book. Not loosely. It's, it's Danny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, Danny. so it's part two to The Shining. Yeah. It, uh, well, the part that... So I did, I did read the book. I liked it. It's like all AA. I don't know if the movie's going to be that way, but the book is all AA. So I would love it. Yes. And I felt like it was a meeting while I was reading it. it, I don't know if the movie's going to be that way, but the part about 
I kind of was a little on the fence with the movie. Like, I'm like, eh. But apparently Stephen King is like, this movie has helped redeem Kubrick's The Shining in my eyes. What? Yeah, I know. And he notoriously hated The Shining because he just felt like it was totally... Kubrick just shat on his... Well, Kubrick made it his own is what he did. Yeah. And he... So the parts of The Shining that were important to Stephen King were completely left out of the movie. Yeah. So he felt that Dr. Sleep is like made him like The Shining a little bit more. Well, he, and he also kind of did that with when they, uh, they did It this time around. Because the first time it was a TV movie and he oh, hated it. Oh, he hated that? Oh, he hated it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's like, this made me love Oh, dude, the movies again. were great. Yeah. Well, shit, I want to see Dr. Sleep, but I'm not going to leave a bunch of 14-year-olds alone in my house. <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> Freaking little bastard! Well, you, you guys, you guys are welcome to come. Yeah, apparently we got a Logan Paul fight. What time is the fight at? Uh, six o'clock. Starts at six. Oh, dude, we can maybe uh, book it for a little later. My kids aren't even going to sleep tonight because <laughs> <laughs> they're raging. I'll Do tell you, you remember back when we were age and it was like, like hubba bubba and like jolt cola. Yeah, well, and that, I was born and raised down here, so like I remember, like eighth grade is when I when I tried weed for the first time and whoa really fifth grade was first time i got drunk so fifth grade was no shit i was a late bloomer lost my virginity in seventh grade like yeah i had no i had no parental guidance hold on a second back up you lost your virginity yeah i know i know seventh grade way too young way too young i don't condemn that what grade is your son he's in fifth grade dude that's gnarly yeah like i was having a conversation with someone at work that i don't think kids are emotionally mature enough to be having sex in high school i i agree with you <laughs> seventh grade it's, it's the lack of parental guidance that whole free range parody. how did you know what you were doing I, we kind of figured it out <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm and impressed. then and then that girl that girl i remember uh she got pregnant her sophomore year of high school and we never saw her again so Oof. yeah that's rough by a guy named turtle <laughs> to shut so up. i really hope that everything worked out for her she's because <laughs> it sounded like it was a pretty bad scene oh dude rough okay what uh, what do we got going on in the show today we have top five weaknesses so what are our weaknesses yeah what, we have a lot what, of them i it, narrowing down to five that yeah it was it, it was, was rough I mean, we suggested this yesterday, and I think within, within like, like a minute, it was <laughs> we, like, here's my list. <laughs> we, we just sit them right back at the same time. Like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, then we have, uh, so are we calling, so in Don Patrol, we have a Dr. Mike. Are we calling Dr. Warren, Dr. Warren? probably should, right? Yeah. Out of respect. We, I mean, because yeah. I've just been calling. No, him. and he's a real doctor. I mean, O'Sheen's technically a doctor too, but not a medical doctor. Yeah, whatever. He's a doctor of the nightmares. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Dr. Warren on, who is the physician for one championship. Yeah. I mean... Like the ringside doctor, the guy who would call a fight. He's the one that would come into Nate Diaz and say, no, your eyebrow is hanging off. So we're going to talk to him about that. And I want to ask if he would have called the fight. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get we're going to get into that. So and, that, hey, and remind me, let's ask him if he was a if he was a fighter, what his walkout song would be. I, I always like that question. Hey, I just want to say during specific training, um, Dr. Warren is a brown belt. Yes. Um, 
I got him with the toehold. And the first thing he said was, oh, you dance with the devil. (laughs) (laughs) That made made me feel really good about myself. (laughs) That happened like two months ago, and I'm still talking about it. Uh, And then we recommend some stuff. And as of right now, do you have something to recommend, or are you going to be pulling it out of your ass as we record I'll recommend something that I've seen, Chris. By the way, I did watch the, the... my name is Dolomite. Yeah, Johnny got lit up by me and uh, his brother for recommending shit he didn't watch. No, but guess what? Movie was awesome. It, Eddie Murphy is insane. And I knew it. And I knew it was going to be awesome. You ruined my pick. <laughs> ruined. Uh, so that's our show, so let's get it started. All right. What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies top five list all right thanks for that intro donnie darko all right so this is top five weaknesses top five weaknesses johnny go ahead and start okay coming in hot at number five (laughs) dude this could easily be my number one too is sleep is my biggest fucking weakness because you know when i saw your list dude it's not on my list, but it should be on my <laughs> list. My, If my wife were here, she would be like, I have never been around anyone who worries more about sleep than you. Dude, if I don't get sleep on a Tuesday night, my week is ruined till like Saturday when I can catch back up. Oh, dude. It, it does seem to be like a snowball effect. Like if I, I generally have a hard time going to sleep on Monday because every Monday through Friday, I'm getting up at 530. Dude, that comes so quick. So I'm like, all right, I got to be in bed at like 10. And I swear to God, I can't fall asleep at least till 11. So I'm the guy who's like, if I fall asleep right now, I will get six hours of sleep. And then, and then an hour later, you're like, if I fall asleep right now, I will get five hours of sleep. Dude, I've done that to myself and got so worked up that I've gone to Dawn Patrol with no sleep. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I worked myself up and that's just fucking great. So here I go. Extra scoop of pre-workout. Here I come. God, I got to snort that shit. All right. So my number five, um, I'm pretty sure I suffer um, from bibliomania, which is an obsessive compulsive disorder, which involves the collecting or even hoarding of books. If I go into, (laughs) and it's even that, I pretty much just read everything on my Kindle. Because one, it has a backlight, so I don't have to have a light on and keep my wife up if I read in bed. And then two, I can adjust the font to blind size. <laughs> yes, yes. You know? So at this point, I just don't read hard or like physical books anymore. Same. Except I'll still fucking buy them. I'll go into a used bookstore. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, okay, I'll read this. But I buy the book. And then I might read the first chapter and go, oh, I probably should buy this on Kindle so I have it. So I can adjust and be. You would think I would learn by now, but I haven't. So I guess books. There's something to, there's something to be said, though, about having that hard, especially the hardcover. Oh, dude, you put it on your shelf. Yeah. And, yeah. No, anyway, so that's my number five. What's hey, your number four? Chris, a collector never stops collecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My number four, dude. This one, this, not only is this an incredible weakness, but I feel so fucking guilty now every time. It, number four for me is sugar. When having a, a, t- oh, a type feel- one diabetic son. Yeah, and I understand. Not only did people call me 
Mike TV growing up because I watched so much TV. There was you still do. They uh, another name the the garbage. Remember Garbage Pills Kids? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The the very first one that sets that came out was there was a junk food Johnny. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I've told the story of like opening the door to your rock star van and like ten candy wrappers falling <laughs> out. Dude, I just sometimes <laughs> I just get a, a hundred thousand dollar bar and I just eat it and cry that I can't share this with my son. <laughs> you know what, dude? If I'm like away from my kid, peanut, like I'm trying. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! I'm like, give me peanuts, cashews. You, you empty out the like oh, the dude. like the little fridge in your room. It's just all. Dude, I'm paying ten dollars for a little bag of peanuts. You know, <laughs> dude, I fucking love nuts, and yeah, so I understand. Yeah, so it's it sucks, but yeah. Uh, all right, my number four. Uh, you know, some people might not say this is a weakness, but dude, I have. If someone comes to me and raises their hand and apologizes, say I'm sorry, I did that, or sorry, this is on me. I freaking forgive him. It's water under the bridge. I'm like, fucking don't even worry about it. Like, like, oh, they apologized to me. I forgive them. So you forgive. I do. It's just like, to me, it's more important. I have a real hard time with people who don't raise their hand and just say, oh, yep, that's on me. I fucked up. I handled that situation poorly. So if they say they legitimately apologize and like, Chris, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, done. Like, never bring it up again. Like, so I'm sure there have been times when I've actually forgave people that maybe I shouldn't have. Like, yeah, you just, yeah. But, so I kind of chalk that up to a weakness, but. All you're, right. You're, you're actually, dude, besides being a cranky old man, you're actually a really nice guy, Chris. <laughs> what the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a cranky old man. Okay. My number three. Is and we have a rule in our house that unless we get some of this in us, don't even fucking talk to us, and that's coffee. Oh, I thought you were gonna say black cock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, I forgive you. <laughs> hey, that was my bad. I, I handled that. I handled that situation poorly. I can't even remember the last time I. Oh no, that's not true. I bought a Mary Joe coffee from AOJ with the <laughs> CBD in it, and everyone's like, "Chris, what's that?" <laughs> What are you drinking? That's like a seven dollar uh or eight dollar coffee. I'm like, yeah, that's CBD in it. Do you remember when you used to secretly buy those, like oh, at dude, nighttime? Dude, I had to. Yeah, <laughs> you remember? And dude, my wife was like, "What the fuck are you spending in a vending machine? <laughs> eight bucks?" I'm no, like, "Oh, you dude. would you would come by AOG because I had Donovan at training, and you would secretly come by at night on and your way it. home from work and pick up one, and and then like Coach Jeff's like." Chris, I know the, I know the owners of those. You can get them by the case. <laughs> like, oh no! And so Lou, yeah, got them by the, and we chip in, <laughs> which was better because my wife couldn't keep track of it. <laughs> That's right. She couldn't keep track of it. I had to be sneaky. Total addict behavior. <laughs> like so, such addict behavior. Because you'd walk into AOJ and you're like you're nice, like uh, business casual, business cash clothes, and go to the vending machine, walk out. I'm oh like, no! What the fuck is Chris doing? But if class was going on at night. <laughs> I would get called out by like 20 people. Hey, where are you going? I'm yeah. like, you didn't see me. <laughs> All right. My number three, uh, you know, Johnny, this might come as a surprise to you, um, but I think I have some OCD tendencies. Oh, really? <laughs> and my, 
my wife. Dude, I can't even say that now without my hearing wife. you. <laughs> fucking coach Jeff go, my wife. Uh, the thing is, these OCD tendencies pro- impact shit that really is not of great benefit to my wife. Uh, so going to the gym, going to jujitsu, doing shit that just <laughs> hey, impacts we, me. We do we do Monday things on Monday, Tuesday it, things on Tuesday. Yeah, and it, dude, and there are times, dude, like I'll lay in bed like, oh, I only got two hours of sleep. I'm not going to Dawn Patrol, but then I'm like. I'm gonna beat myself up all fucking day. We're, so, we're so, the Raymond of uh, Rain Man's of Jiu-Jitsu, dude. So I'm just gonna fucking show up. Monday, and, Monday gotta go train. No, dude, <laughs> freaking beat myself up, and uh, so it's just easier to get it out of the way. But my wife is like, "Why can't you use those powers for something that like, oh, I'm a home improvement. So I have OCD <laughs> to home improvements. Like, it's yeah. not how it works, dude. No, no. All right, what's your number two? My number two, and this is this again. This could be well, no, because I'm looking at my number one. That my number one is definitely my number one. But my number two is, uh, Chris. I am a fucking sucker for a deluxe edition, and that's you know, Blu-ray de- uh, director's cut comes out. Oh, for movies, uh, albums, deluxe oh. edition. Like, and I'll tell you right now, dude. I'm a huge music fan. Most of what? those songs, most of those songs on the deluxe album. Like the demo, and the, they're never that good. But if you, if I'm not gonna buy an album knowing that there's another album of the same album that has more on it, I have to have it. Or video games, like I have to get the deluxe. Oh, like so the, you're just a deluxe edition of anything. It's my weakness. I, I understand. I because these top. Well, my number one is really pathetic, but uh, I understand, dude. Yeah, hey, it's your thing. Hey, real quick. My, I told my brother what we were doing, and he's like, ooh, are you going to have uh, furiously masturbating as one of your weaknesses? I don't feel that's a weakness. That's what I said. I'm like, what? <laughs> you expect me to go walk in the streets with a loaded gun? <laughs> dude, it's sex with someone I love. <laughs> yeah, dude, that only makes me a, a nicer person, dude. You don't, you don't want, I'm TNT. I can go off at any second. Dude, hey, and with their wives out of town, what do you think we're going to be doing, Billy? I. Chris, I got the candle lit right there. In the- <laughs> I love how you set the mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So my number two, dude, tan legs and cutoffs. And let me preface it. Yeah, good. My I, wife, my wife. Chris. My wife's tan legs and cutoffs. When you said that to me and I saw it, I'm like, I really got to know about this one. <laughs> dude, there have been times like I've gotten in a fight with my wife and the best part about summer is my wife's tan. Dude, I don't know what it is about town. They could be slightly like, you know, off white. It just doesn't do it for me. But tan, tan it's like, like, where have you been my whole life? (laughs) You know, it's summertime. Like, it's probably like July 4th when my wife comes out and she's wearing her cutoffs and her tan legs. There have been times we've gotten in a fight. I didn't even want to fucking look at her. I was so pissed at her. And she comes out with her tan legs and cutoffs. And I'm like, trying to like, do it so she can't see me staring. And I'm like. Like, <laughs> and I still have the scowl on my face, and I'm just like, dude, fucking weakness, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe it was just watching Dukes of Hazard when oh, I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Daisy Dukes, tan legs, cutoffs. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, my coming in at my number one. I think anyone that listens to the show knows 
The fucking nicotine is definitely my weakness. I still do the lozenges. I've quit a million times. I've quit on the show a million times. Uh, I like to have one in the morning when we're doing, when we're starting out doing jujitsu. I only chew it up right before we spar because I'm not going out choking on a nicotine lozenge. But oh, if I got you with an Ezekiel with the added benefit of a choke from a lozenge, I, th- I would punch was- you for making me lose a nicotine <laughs> lozenge. You know how expensive those are. <laughs> yeah, that was like a buck right there, dude. <laughs> You know what? It's funny. Your wife the other day was talking. Your wife? (laughs) uh, I think she's just resigned herself to the fact that you're going to do nicotine for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, he's like, man, he's quit everything else. Well, no, yeah. And did once Donovan got two one D, like I fucking, you know, I couldn't drink or anything with the added stress in our house, and I was like, you know what? I'm fucking taking a stand and like. Everyone can fuck off. I'm, having, I'm keeping these nicotine lozenges as part of my... This is in my body. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, well, I can understand your number one. I mean, because I was addicted to nicotine for many years. So my number one kind of seems like a little pussy thing, but whatever, dude. I, my number one weakness, fucking whipped cream, dude. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Fucking whip anyone who knows me, like so whipped cream is low carbs, so like the canisters of whipped cream. You know I'm just thinking of uh the movie with the girl walking out with the whip. Fuck it, dude, she would have had me. If she would have walked out that way, she, dude, I would have been like, All right, I'm all in. Uh dude, like if I go visit my parents, my mom will buy fucking like three canisters of whipped cream. Wait, wait, wait. Is this cause you used to do a lot of whippets? No, no, no. Actually, I never did whip it. No. You didn't want to spoil your whipped cream because you knew that that would take away all the, the nitrous. Whip. Dude, it, so it's low carb and people are always like, tons of sugar. No, whipped cream does not have a lot. of. I mean, you can add sugar to it, but dude, I'll just go by the fridge, open it up, squ- spray it directly into my mouth. Yeah. And my wife will be like, <laughs> God damn it. Stop. I mean, because she'll just hear. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude but it's so do you, pathetic do you do circles in your mouth like dude it's my thing <laughs> like we'll go to parties or something and everyone's having dessert and i'll like try to be discreet you know like a alcoholic putting a bottle in a brown paper bag yeah 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 dude i'm like okay is there like a cup or something all right so i get a cup and i spray whipped cream in it and they're like what are you eating dude and i'm like whipped cream what else <laughs> This, not, not just them. whipped cream. Just they're like, whoa, 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 whoa! You're eating whipped cream. Hey, can I tell you a good trick? Next time, get get a slice of pie, put the whipped cream on t- on top, and just just get the fork and take the whipped cream off the pie and never eat the pie. But you know that's a little wasteful. <laughs> dude, yeah, I'm just kind of like, hey, do you mind if I spray it right in my mouth? Is that cool? <laughs> Fucking whipped cream, dude. Like if I ever have to cut weight, like when I've cut weight for the. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, all right, no whipped cream. Like, that's the first thing that gets cut. What about Cool Whip? I'll eat that shit too, dude. <laughs> it doesn't. If it's part of the whipped cream family, you're on board, dude. <laughs> cool Whip, whipped cream can't, dude. I am a junkie for goddamn whip. Oh, Power Bar Quest bars, you know. Now, have you have you uh, have you taken your whipped cream to the next level with the with the lady? No, dude. I'm not gonna fucking waste my whipped cream <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> no way dude freaking no i just want the whipped cream i'll get to you after i'm done with the whipped cream 
All right, that concludes another hard-hitting top five. <laughs> Man, I'm a pussy. <laughs> We have a special guest on Best Frenemies today, and uh, fellow uh, Dawn Patrol. Dawn Patroller. Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. That's true. We have Dr. Warren Wang in the house. Dr. Warren Wang. And actually, I feel stupider just sitting here in his presence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel super dumb. Doc, hey, so I mentioned that we have another doctor at Dawn Patrol, Dr. Mike, and we call him Dr. Mike, but oh. no one's calling. So I'm starting. We're going to start calling you. Either what do you prefer, Doctor Warren or Doctor Wang? Just call me Warren, probably. I'm retired. <laughs> no, but but you're not. We're gonna get yeah, into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, you're not retired. But I guess when you when you're doing something you love, then technically you feel like you're retired. But you get you get a paycheck for going out there. You get flown flown out, right? Yes, yes, yes. So what what kind of doctor were you? Well, I am an ER specialist. Um, I did that for a couple of years, and then I took over my dad's practice. So I became a family physician for about fifteen, about eleven years. Eleven. And where was that? Where were you? Oh, in Taiwan. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've been abroad for about twenty years. Yeah. So I just came back June and first day rolling to AOJ and training ever since. You know, and I want to say too, I think he was um, the shortest um, tenured person, new ten or uh, new person. In Dawn Patrol, they got a patch. Well, because he was there every fucking day. We're like, I hey, know. We're we like, gotta... hey, that guy needs a patch. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, I've been here for a month. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, need that patch back. But it was it was every day for a month. Yeah. yeah. What, so would you train jiu-jitsu in Taiwan then? Uh, yeah. Actually, I started jiu-jitsu in 95. Okay. Our, our Carly Gracie's in San Francisco. That was like, yeah, a long, long time. After like UFC 2 or something. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there there are still people wearing one boxing glove and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, when it was not sanctioned, it was just crazy. Um, you know, we were training in apartments and uh, training people's garages. Yep, and watching the D- no, there was no DVDs like what VHS tapes. Yep. Oh yeah, that that we bought from Master Hori and Gracie, and you know, copied it illegally and. They turned the tapes because they were too expensive, like eight ninety nine or something like that, that for was, ten tapes. That was like Pat Tenori before he owned Ruka. Like he was a huge MMA fan, so we'd go over to Pat's house and watch the the fights and right. stuff. And it's, so once the evolution of Ruka came about, and he started getting all these famous fighters, I was like, oh, no shocker there, because he he was on it since day one. So with AOJ, there was man, this was years ago. We were sitting around and we were talking about like the first UFC and I was like, man, I remember watching that and, and, uh, you know, Gracie coming out, uh, hoist Gracie. And it was like, Oh, that guy's going to get creamed. I knew nothing yeah, about Brazilian right. jujitsu. 
I'm like, he's so small. They're going to kill him. And then he wins. And I was like, what? Yeah. He wins uh, three yeah. fights that night. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't just it one just, it fight. It wasn't just back one then. fight. And yeah. so we, so I was telling, you know, and I was like, yeah, I was like 95. And there were like three people we were talking, or I was talking to. And they're like, oh, yeah, I wasn't even born then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah. you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I feel so old. <laughs> But, uh, so you came in, so you're a brown belt. Um, who, who gave you your brown belt? Uh, my, the professor that teaches in my schools in Taiwan. I am also the founder and owner of Taiwan Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. I have five schools in Taiwan. Jesus. And he, uh, he's the head instructor for, I'm a lousy Jiu-Jitsu student. I've been training for, what, 20 years and I still suck. No, I had a pro belt for eight years and I've had this brown belt for about two years. So, yeah, I always tell people it's easier to be a doctor than <laughs> to get a jiu-jitsu black belt. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Warren does not suck, dude. No, he does not suck. And any time I've ever rolled with him, I'm like, thank God he's going nice with dude, me right now. the first time I <laughs> rolled with you, and it was, I mean, how tall are you? 6'2". Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a big guy. I mean, compared to he, Johnny and I, you're Goliath. He could uh, fucking shit whip us on the mat. And <laughs> I was like, so I'm used to like bigger guys not really being that nimble not being that fast and it was like all of a sudden you were like ding 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 i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> slow down <laughs> um so now you so when did you retire from your my clinic yeah uh june uh, i retired june 21st and got in my, my my family and on the on the plane and got in june 22nd and, dude how wait, how old I are went you to school i went to aoj june 24th monday well, you did that shit with, you just competed yeah. in Long Beach and you flew in the day before from Taiwan, right? Yeah. I, I landed 10 PM, went to bed around midnight. Oh my God. Woke dude. up at 3 AM because of the jet lag. Oh, <laughs> dude. You. Warren, yeah. Warren, how old are you? I'm 43. And he's retired, Chris. I'm working till the last oh, fucking no. breath of my oh, life. Oh, I'm going to have to work till I die. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, retired from my clinics, but I'm I'm still working. Um, it's just a different part of my 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 life that I'm I'm focusing now. So, so what your day gig now my, is? My day gig now is twenty four seven dad. That's my day gig. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. fishing for the other thing. So the okay. the job that you, all right, super cool gig uh is the right. you're the physician ringside uh physician for one yes. championship uh yes i'm the vice president of medical services for ring uh for one championship i've i've had this position for about three and a half four years i've but i've worked with one championship since maybe about five or six years now and yeah since the beginning when there was there were only like 15 people in the ops room now there's like over 100 people in the operations room it's crazy Dude, like how, how fast this company has grown and now they're like, they're becoming like the UFC of Taiwan, right? No, Asia. Of Asia, yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. We're we're the we're the largest global media company in the world. Right? I mean, that's that's we're we're not like, we don't compare ourselves to the UFC. Um, the CEO and chairman, Mr. Chatri Sitiodon, he, um, he's a Muay Thai specialist. He's fought and he's also a Jiu Jitsu purple belt. Um, <clears throat> he was a self made multi millionaire. Um, eight years ago, he started this company, and his vision was is is not is we don't we never compare ourselves to the ufc um mm -hmm. we will look at ourselves as a as a global media sports um company so we're, we're aiming for nfl super bowl 
Um, so for the Tokyo event, we had 85 million people view, like 85 million viewers just for the Tokyo event. Um, Super Bowl has about 100 million viewers. So Sheesh. yeah, and this is only in eight years. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so are all the fights? Are they all over, like in Asia? Right. Yeah. So right now we're predominantly in Asia. Well, actually, ninety-nine percent of the fights are in Asia right now. Um, uh, in cities like, well, I'm going to Singapore next week, and we just had an event last night in Manila. Uh, we're in Jakarta, KL. Uh, we're in Vietnam, Japan. We're going into Korea next year. We're going to India next year. Um, possibly uh, end of the year, we're doing a show in North America as well. So, are you at all those fights? Um, I am at. I used to go to all the events now, but then um, now I have a team of doctors. Uh, there's three of us that are all under uh, one championship, and uh, we're all we're the first Asian doctors to be certified by the Association of Ringside Physicians, and that that is a. Um, these physicians are the ones that are working at all the UFC events and Bellator events and, and any MMA event that's commissioned by the sports uh, athletic committees in the States. So when you are there and the fight starts, like what are your responsibilities? Like what do you? Well, I think um, I'll, I'll say, well, for one championship, we're very, safety is always number one um, in, in our books. Like, you know. Uh, our, our protocol has been applauded by the ARP and by a lot of ringside physician doctors in terms of we have pre-fight physicals and then, you know, and then uh, event night and then post-fight, you know, where we go follow up on the doctor, I uh, follow up on the athletes in the ERs and, you know, if they get admitted and all that stuff like that. So it's a whole package, you know, unlike doctors in the States or most events, doctors only cover that one night and then there's no follow-up later so we're pretty much there for the entire week to make sure the athletes are safe and healthy throughout the week so like weight cutting and i mean oh we don't allow weight cuts at one championship so uh, (laughs) yeah obviously you haven't been paying attention (laughs) well oh yeah have you listened to our podcast no (laughs) (laughs) hey where can we uh where can we where can we? How do we watch uh, one? So this is uh, Chatri's vision. Uh, it's he wants to be like the 1970s and 80s, where people can turn on TV and, and watch boxing for yeah. free on TV. So so his his vision is kind of like, you know, Friday night, like last night, turn on and watch your favorite team, the Lakers. Chris, right? I know that's your favorite <laughs> team. <laughs> hey, when, he, when hey Chris, are, he is part of Dom Patrol. We're, we're, <laughs> we're gonna fuck with you. When are we gonna have Doctor Mike on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so his his vision is you know to be like the NBA and NFL where anybody can turn on TV and watch uh, watch the events for free. So um, um, you can download the One Super app and watch that for free. So all the all oh, the events dude. are for free. You can watch us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we're on TNT as well. So um, I think actually only f- I did watch the one on TNT. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah we yeah. only have like six events on TNT, but um, but the rest of the events you can watch um, free. It's all, all live, all free all fights so do they make their money off of like the advertising or how well, do they generate that we're a media company so you know kind of like the nba they take this package to go to you know right china and says here give me 20 million you know for one season or half a season okay and okay. they go to you know nba will take this to india and be like hey give me 40 million and 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 that's what we do we we we, we sell it to broadcasters and not to to people who are sitting at they don't home make watching. the public pay yeah so i mean i want to back up real quick you say you don't do don't allow weight cutting uh, we don't allow, allow weight cutting by severe dehydration. Okay. So you see, you know, like all these athletes standing on the scale and they're about to fall apart, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we don't allow that. So we track the athletes' um, weight. 
throughout the season. Um, and we, when they weigh in, they have to weigh in three consecutive days. So you can't cut weight for three days. Ah, and then and we also okay. test. We also test for um, uh, hydration. Okay. So with the urine urine uh, spectrometer, uh, we test for urine specific specificity to make sure he's not dehydrated. So he's got to pass uh, hydration and he's got to pass weight for three days. And nobody can do that. Yeah. So is, is that point then, I mean, for the most part, I mean, are they they fighting at their walking around weight? Um, that, that, that's, that's the concept and that's the idea. But, um, you know, athletes are going to, you know, get whatever benefit they can. I mean, I don't think they're going to be fighting at their walk weight, but it'll be like, you know, like, several, like two or three pounds. It won't be like crazy 15, 20 pounds that like the other, you know, organizations are, are doing. So our athletes are eating, drinking, they're having a good time. You know, they're, they're relaxing usually, you know, um, all the way up to, to event night. They, uh, so Nima, who's at Dawn Patrol? Yeah. Was like, cut 10 pounds in like I guess a day. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't get that. Just spitting in a cup the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's they not fun. Spitting cup, colonoscopy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I just I just <laughs> cut out uh, root beer floats past uh, ten o'clock at night, and I don't eat Del Taco for like a month. And, and that's ten pounds. That's that's about ten pounds, dude. <laughs> I, I have hey. a horrible diet. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just cut out whipped cream, and uh, <laughs> the pounds just come off. <laughs> so all right, so during a fight, so and I'm bringing this up because the UFC fight with the. Uh, are we going there now? Are we going there? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, you're well, putting yeah. me on the spot. This is my virgin show. You're putting me he, on the spot. Chris, I want to tell you, too, that I asked him this on the side. He knows the doctor that, that stopped the fight. Well, so in that, like, what kind of um, parameters are you working with that you're like, all right, this fight can't go on? Like, are there... Um, yeah, they're, they're actually, it's, you know, to, to get certified, you know, you have to go through this this you know bunch of material and then you have to get tested you know it's not an easy test it's like 100 questions multiple um like 40 pages long they're all problem solving questions and then you pass that then you get certified um but our number one goal is always you know health and safety of athletes so um what are you guys gonna ask me hey well here's here's the deal (laughs) diaz he he has a lot of he has a lot of scar tissue okay that guy it, it's not a Diaz fight unless his, his face is completely bloody right. from the scar tissue opening up. I read. He didn't look as bloody as as we've seen him fight before right, and keep going. Right, right. And that's kind of what the public was like. Right. So I read an interview with Dana White, and he was like, when the fight was initially called, he was angry. He was like, man, he's looked worse than that, and we kept going. And But then he was like, he looked at him closely when he got up close and he was like, his eyebrow was like flopped down over his eye. And he was like, yeah, the fight needed to be called. But the worst part is, is so Johnny was telling me that you're friends with the doctor that called the fight. (laughs) Yeah. He's getting like death threats. Yeah. Threats and people calling his, you know, office and wow. Freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, there's an interview today that came out with a uh, big John McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, he's saying that you know, if it was if it was his gig, you know, he would have somehow allowed the doctor not to stop the fight. Which I well, don't. How I, can I a re- how can a ref? Do well, that? I mean, he he had his he has his reasonings. You know, like um, well, because they can look at the at the ref and say. It's so gone. the doctor goes to the ref and says, "Hey, you should call this fight." 
like this he shouldn't keep fighting and then it's at the ref's discretion is that how it works no it's, it's i mean the the doctor has um priority over the ref but i guess um he would he would somehow conjole the doctor to you know to give give the athlete some more time and stuff like that and you know but you know he whispers i have 10 grand <laughs> <laughs> i bet on this with fight. your name on it 10 yeah. grand well i think what the public doesn't understand um <clears throat> Um, and, and what Big John McCarthy brought up is 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 is, is um, valid that it's a huge fight, you know, and um, and and nobody wants to see a fight stop like that. Um, but what he doesn't understand is, you know, you, you can't comment if you're not there. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, like if if you're not in the cage, you can't. It's just like a lot of surgeons, you know, you, you shouldn't be commenting on what the other surgeon did post the matter. You know what I'm saying? You know, patients come, oh, you know, like this doctor messed me up. You know, you think, you know, there's a, there's a valid lawsuit here. That's pretty what, what's, you know, but, but uh, yeah, we don't know what happened. Like, you know, it, it, it looks okay on camera, but we were not there between rounds, like poking at the moon, you know, prying it open to see how deep it was. I mean, over the eyebrow, there are nerves and there are arteries right there. You know, if the nerve is damaged, you know, he'll forever, his, his, his eyelid will drop. It'll be a drooping eye for the rest of his life. You know, and then infection get there and all that stuff like that. So unless you're there poking at the wound and, and really checking the wound, well, people are coming. Well, why not stop the you know round one when it first got cut? Well, maybe he did check, and then you know he didn't see you know it was still shallow. Yeah. And then as the rounds progressed, it got deeper and deeper between the rounds. I don't know. I'm just guessing. And yeah. um, so there are a lot of issues that you know the, medically. Um, but unless you're there, and the wound is in front of you, I don't think you should be able to comment on anything. So when you, when the fight is going on and cause quite frankly, I never notice this, um, like with UFC fights or whatnot. I mean, are you in the, do you go in the ring and look at them like quickly and like, all right, they look okay. Or is it only if there's like visible blood at some point that right. you go in and check them out? How does that work? I mean, between rounds, well, usually, you know, athletes don't really like doctors checking up on them. Right. You know, um, so being, being an athlete and you know of course you know not mma but you know being an athlete all my life and i understand the athlete's mentality i mean unless i see something you know during the round that i think i i need to go and check and take a look i don't like to poke my head in a lot of doctors maybe they want to get that frame time <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> you know or i don't know i don't know maybe they have that's funny i never looked at it that way that other doctors are like Oh, look at that guy. That guy just loves the camera. Yeah. Look at there he goes. I'm coming sure in again. Do. I mean, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's part of part of marketing. It's free marketing, yeah. right? Well, look at Stitch, dude. He's always wearing the fucking like uh, yeah. the cut off jacket, yeah. the jean jacket. Yeah. So. Yeah, got, I mean, but but those guys are sponsored though, so they they yeah. But a lot of doctors, you know, they're trying to make a name for themselves as ringside physicians. But you know, they actually are. Most of them are orthopedic surgeons. You know, they they have a business to run. They have a clinic to run. You know, if they, if they can. Get some free marketing. You know, some 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 doctors want more frame time, but for me, um, I, I try to stay out of athletes' ways um, unless I see something, be, you know, during the round that I think, oh, I should go take a look. You know, you get, ask a few questions and see how he is. You get to sit right ringside. Right? I never sit like I, I I'm not like a lot of ringside doctors that just sit in the chair. I'm always I'm I'm pacing around the cage like a like one of those tigers that are <laughs> freaking restless all day. <laughs> No, because you, you, there's so many different angles you have to check. So, like for you know, for example, uh, our Tokyo event it was a it was a double header. We we had a 
12 fight card in the morning and another 12 fights at the evening so it was like wow from 6 to 10 p.m i was i was standing walking around checking make sure athletes are okay you get the best seats in the yeah, house you get, the, you get to move you can stand in front of the vips be like no i'm standing i'm not <laughs> that is so rad <laughs> there was a fight i don't even know what organization it was but they fought um remember professor bruno fought at the fairground yeah. at the hangar and i got seats and i mean i was pretty close I was unprepared for the amount of blood that got on the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, between rounds, people were out there, like, cleaning Scrubbing. up the yeah, blood. And it was that, like, right? oh, dude, that's gnarly. Like, yeah. I just never see yeah. that. Yeah, well, it's funny stories. Um, <clears throat> You know, I was watching one of the shows on on, on TV in Taiwan. And uh, I never realized this because, you know, watching the States, I don't think this happens in the States, but I was like, my screen's going black and white. Oh, why... I, Bang on the TV, well, you know, like why is it broken? And like it'll be color, and then black and white, color and black and white. I'm like, what? The? Didn't understand what that was. And it was it's basically the, the blood. broadcasters are, yeah, they're turning black and white because it's just too much blood. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, that's so, gnarly. Yeah, I didn't know about that. And I think that's throughout Asia, especially a lot of countries where a little bit more conservative. Oh my god, you can't, you can't, you can't put fights on on TV unless it's like 11 p.m. or something like that. Really? Well, yeah. there's some uh, man, like, well, Diaz has had those fights where it's just like, I mean, he looks yeah. like yeah. Carrie, so, yeah. Stephen <laughs> King with like pig yeah. blood, and it's just like, dude. Yeah, so that'd be black and white. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. If we, I had a fight over here once, and I remember your wife and son took an Uber home because it was like one of the bloodiest UFC fights ever. Remember that? Yeah, it was the so it was the McConnor um, Aldo fight, and the fight before that, it was so bloody that so bloody, and they were like, yeah. "We're out, we're taking an Uber." Yeah, so, so your so, son's face was like white. Yeah, he does not <laughs> like blood. Yeah, so this is like <clears throat> this. Is what I understand is um. You know, for for me, when I when I work, we're always wearing black. I mean, that that's the that's that's the color. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's you know, but like a lot of ringside doctors, they'll go in with their two three piece jacket, and I'm like white white <laughs> dress shirt. <laughs> you know, I, I learned my lesson really fast. You know, like um, so we we have black towels instead of white towels for mopping blood off because I mean, dude, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you know, and we have you know, everybody wears black gloves. Nobody wears white gloves. Know, or blue gloves like i know uh, organizations they, they have blue gloves um yeah it shows everything yeah, it shows though. everything so ours is all black always black do you see that's smart that's just stuff i've never even think of yeah. but it's like once you bring it up it's like yeah that's genius yeah because you know when you have that blood you know like athletes you know, that splatter goes on oh man if you're wearing anything but black it, it's all i mean over. it's on you all day you know it's like you have to look at it all day <laughs> Yeah, or all night. Yeah. Oh, my wife. Like, if I come home from jujitsu, I mean, wearing an all white gi, I mean, someone has a little cut on their hand, and it looks like some pig got slaughtered, and she's just like, "That is disgusting." I'm like, "It might have been my blood. I don't know." (laughs) It's always when you get a brand new gi that some fucking asshole bleeds on you. (laughs) It's like the first day wearing it's crisp white, and so I. I didn't even realize this. Um, the trade that one championship did uh, oh, with, with the Uf, UFC right. with the what's that guy the Ben Ask- Askren and Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, that and I had no idea that was one championship that they just. Hey, I been, didn't even know they would even trade. I think fighters. That was, yeah, I think that was that was something that was super new um, between organizations. Yeah, because both of them had their like they were still on contract. 
Yeah. So they're just like, all right, we're swapping contracts. Is, and is Ben going back over to you guys? <laughs> Dude, well, I think one championship got the better deal on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I guess. Yeah. Just, well, trading, Demetrius got fucked, dude. Because, like, like, what's, why are you trading? He's boring. He wins every time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Was it? And now, was it just a weight thing? Because wasn't he cleaned up that division? No one. No one. Yeah. He had no one to fight left in the UFC, Hmm. and he wasn't. He wasn't that big of a draw because nobody. Like you already know the outcome. Yeah, and UFC is not gonna. You know, they're not gonna bring in other athletes, right? Yeah. But but yeah. I still think he got screwed though, and and uh, Dimitri also has like a. He's a big gamer. Like, he has his own channel. Yeah. And it's not like he could be a professional gamer. Well, actually, that's the thing. He he is our um, poster boy for um, one championship esports. Oh, really? Uh, you guys don't know about it. So, we, yeah, Chatri has a lot of visions. So, we have esports. We had we just had an event um, in Tokyo as well. It was uh, the Street Fighter World Champions. Oh, World really? Championship, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And we're going to, we're, I think we're doing four esports events a year. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be yeah. That's why we're the cool. Damn, that's so dope. Yeah, that is cool. Chris and I are big nerds, so like yeah. we're like, oh, what gaming? I think uh, <laughs> the next event is in Singapore where they're doing Dota Two, World Champions. Yeah, okay. I think it's like um, the 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 pool is five hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand. Shit, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's big. Yeah. And my parents told me I never get anywhere by playing video games. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like uh, that little fifteen-year-old that just won all that. Yeah, well, the million bucks from yeah. Fortnite. Lassle. And you know his mom threw away his Xbox once. Oh shit! Really? You, you don't think that he brings it up to her all the time? Well, she's not getting a Christmas present <laughs> yeah. this year. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> yeah. She's so, not getting a big house. So <laughs> you have the. F- Fight. One championship has the fighting, esports. Like what other? I mean, the largest. What? Ha- uh, we also have what's called the uh, the uh, the one elite agency. So uh, so a lot of times, I think um, what we're trying to build is a career uh, for the athletes. You know, outside of just competing. Um, notice that I, I I always say athletes competing events. I never say fights, fighters. Why because, is that? Because to us, they're they're athletes. They're not just fighters. Okay. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. So, so we want to create this, uh, this career, or, or or provide this career for our our athletes outside of just competing. So once they're done with their competitions, you know, so we're getting deals from from for them for sponsor deals, movie deals, um, whatever we we can do to to help them further their career after, you know, their their competition stops, and that's what one elite agency is about. And that's led by uh, one of the founders of uh, One Championship, uh, Mr. Victor Kui. Yeah, so he's the CEO of uh, one, OA, one Elite OEA right now. Yeah. I mean, it's super cool. Yeah, the I mean, the UFC doesn't. I mean, they don't do stuff like that for only their marquee. Yeah, like people. maybe Ronda Rousey back in the day. She or was. Something. Yeah, remember she was gonna be. They were gonna remake Roadhouse, and she was gonna be like the. The, but, but she had her own agent though that, that yeah was but that was her, yeah. not yeah an so, offshoot of the ufc doing that no no so, so one championship i mean really takes care of their yeah athletes. we're trying to go out there and you know to find avenues because a lot of these athletes that, that are champions they, they came from nothing they came from poverty they came from you know bad circumstances in their life and and why this company started was because we saw that their managers just ripping them ripping them off yeah you know and, and these kids don't know anything about money management and 
you know, economics and finance and they know nothing about investments, you know, so they just do whatever the managers tell them and they get screwed. So, um, so we're, we're coming in and try to help them with that and, you know, to, to teach them, educate them and then give them another, uh, uh, source of income. Hmm. Have you ever fought MMA? Have you ever had? <laughs> um, I, in the early days of Taiwan Jiu-Jitsu, like, you know, 2003, was when I started the first academy in Taiwan and in Taiwan, nobody knew, knew what Jiu-Jitsu was. So, you know, it, it was, uh, I had to bring it to like, you know, UFC one, UFC t yeah. times where, you know, I go and I, I dojo storm, you know, academies and, 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 um, challenge, you know, other martial arts. I, I fought in parks. I fought in, what? I what? fought Did in bars. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've. I've also done um, fight nights at clubs, you know, where I, where I hosted fight nights every Friday night. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of stupid stuff. I'm, I'm just <laughs> blessed to be alive. <laughs> I've seen a few people, like, in the in the ambulance. Like, you know, we, we used to do, um, I, I did a fight club every Friday night at a salsa club. <laughs> so it was, it was like a it was like a two-level salsa club. You know, the first floor is a bar and, and dance floor, and they had this little basement. And I go up to the owner, I'm like, oh, can you give this to me? Like, can I rent it, like, you know, for two hours a night? And people are drunk, you know, and oh. like, oh, you want to fight? All right, it's 300, 300 NT's, like 10 bucks, you know. Okay, right. They have to pay to fight each other, too, you know, so. So it wasn't people set up before. It was just no, drunk people. No, it was drunk like, people, yeah. Oh, my God. It was, it was drunk people. You want to fight? Okay, you guys about the same weight. Like, there was no scale, no weight. Nobody <laughs> know what, you know, what's going on. I mean, like, put on, put on um, gloves and just go. Fucking Tyler Durden over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, in the basement, <laughs> In too. the basement. People getting knocked out. Sitting, and I was I was a fourth fourth year medical student so i didn't know anything about you know proper resusc resuscitation Nick. cpr and i didn't know anything you i was still in med school i was like this is fun i'm gonna do it so oh I my gosh <laughs> dude well i every time i see a fight i'm always like i'm so glad there's no yeah. striking in jujitsu yeah. like i yeah. i feel that way until i'm stuck in your guard then i'm like god i wish i could hit Chris you can in the slap face right now I do slap Chris. Yeah. I slap Chris all the time. He does. If you ever kid sweep Johnny, um, when you come up, when you come up, he's going to be slapping. <laughs> you know what? You and Kinji, you guys are the only two people I feel comfortable going for dick moves because you guys do dick moves. <laughs> you guys fucking cheat. See, everyone says that about me, dude, but I'm 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 very small. Very you know small. Like, I rolled. Small. I rolled with uh, Jake Black Belt Jake yeah. yesterday. And he's like, yeah. Yesterday I was rolling with Johnny. I'm like, hey, let's like try moving around and doing shit. And I was like, how'd that work out for you? He didn't. He squats <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah. The, hey, yeah. the honey badger is my spirit animal. Yeah. I keep telling you, it's a it's a fight for survival with me. When you guys and I'm I'm down to flow roll until I feel like I'm losing. Then I'm amping it up. up. But the, the the humbleness in jujitsu never got into Johnny's. <laughs> mindset no yeah. it's, it's blatant fear and just trying He's to still rolling like a white belt mentality <laughs> no it totally is yeah. it totally is so what do you uh so you've been at dawn patrol now what like six months uh doing yeah something? close how do you like dawn patrol oh it's fine i think it's great i mean that's that's you know i didn't expect it when i first walked in at 6 a.m i'm like who's gonna show up at 6 a.m you know and then, and then um well i I mean, there are great things about Dawn Patrol. I mean, the only drawback is, you know, I, there's always this chatterbox in the corner, you know, it's nonstop <laughs> I know. talking. I know. Nonstop. 
I fucking hate those yeah. guys. <laughs> those you know, Monday, dudes. Wednesday, Fridays, there's nothing. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, too. You know. Uh, so, so to, you know, three times a week would be good. But, like, five days a week, I think Johnny needs to stop training Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> you know, it, it was, there was one time. This was a couple of weeks ago. Johnny and I were just fucking. We forget people can hear us. And we're yeah. just like, la, 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 la. And we look out. And I think you were drilling with, like, maybe John or something. Yeah. And you guys both stopped, and we're just, just looking shaking at, their heads, just like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me ask you this because we love to ask this question to to our guests. If you had an MMA fight, what would your walkout song be? Dead silence. I just, <laughs> yeah. That's that's scarier than any. See, I like to. I, I don't want to hype up my opponent. So like you know, because I used to say, "Oh, Pantera walk," but yeah. I'm afraid that would hype up the guy I'm fighting. So I want to confuse him. So it would be more probably like Judas Priest. You got another thing coming. Well, or like where you'd be like, "Why is he picking?" I can that respect song? your guys' choice, <laughs> but I still stand by mine. Color me bad. I want to sex you up. <laughs> <laughs> Total confusion. <laughs> right? Where they're like, well, who am I fighting? <laughs> and you just keep hitting your hands together and jumping up and down? Yeah. And then quit. all it takes for him uh, to beat me is past my guard, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> De- dead silence is frightening, though. That is frightening. <laughs> so uh, back, back to the question if I've ever fought before. Um, actually, um, <clears throat> I'm on Sure Dog one to know, <laughs> but it's this is a really bad fight. If you guys look up the video, I mean, I, I oh we will. Well. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it, it always comes back to haunt me every six months. It'll be on some sort of I don't know MMA outlet or jiu-jitsu outlet or grappling outlet, media outlet, and there'll be me, you know, fighting some Tai Chi guy out out, out in the open, like in front of a movie theater, and that was no. yeah, no. it's got like over a million views. Dude, yeah, super embarrassed up. about it yeah there was it was fun it was like a you know we it was one, one of the first uh events in taiwan and um, um but we you know it, it, we were pioneers of jiu-jitsu so we had to go out there and, and preach this right mm-hmm. to the crowd so they had a 10 second ground rule so if you take the guy down you only have 10 seconds to finish him and you pretty much you know, you sign up and then you go it was the same thing there was no weight class it was nothing it was like okay you guys about the same height same weight you guys want to fight okay you guys go and then that the story with that was kind of funny because um I got paired up with the Tai Chi guy and he came without like a polo shirt you know those Tai Chi pants. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with him. He goes, "What is jujitsu?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you know, like I'm gonna take you down and then probably choke you or, or break your arm. You know, that's what jujitsu is. We we don't hit people because, you know, I mean, that's just not what jujitsu is." So the bell rings. And it's Boom, I smack him across the face. <laughs> and he dropped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm looking up that video. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's not going to hit me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bunch of, you know, my students and I, um, we go out there, you know, all brand new spanking jiu-jitsu geese that we bought from Brazil. Because back in those days, yeah, you, you couldn't you find geese. couldn't geese. get them. So it was all gameless geese or whatever. Um, the, um, yeah, it's old school geese. Uh, min- uh, vitamins and minerals. I don't know if you guys. Or minerals and vitamins. I don't know if you guys. Or that brand, anyways, or the Machado brands. So those old school geese, and it was all white, and you know we had our white belts on, and we went out there and had fun. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude. We're John- looking that up. <laughs> well, no, for sure. So I can just look that up on Warren Wing, then, right? And like drops Tai Chi guy, or you probably say like BJJ versus Kung Fu, or BJJ versus Tai Chi, or something like that. It'll probably come out. But I would. So my limited understanding of Tai Chi. That I didn't even think that they would. Isn't that the shit they do at the parks? And yeah, stuff? I like, thought you know. that that was more of like a 
Well, I mean, there's, I guess there's a lot of forms and, you know, it's just whoever thought they can fight or they, or they, they can, they want to test themselves. We, we went out there to prove that jujitsu, you know, it was effective. And that, that was 2003 when nobody in Taiwan knew what jujitsu was. What's so. your discipline? Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What kind of yoga? <laughs> Striking yoga. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to check that out for sure. Uh, well, uh, Dr. Wang, um. Well, thank you for coming out. Yeah, here. thanks for thanks yeah. for coming on a Saturday. Even though uh, I guess every day is a Saturday when you're retired, Chris. <sighs> right, mother. I'm 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 angrily jealous that you don't have to. I, uh, I don't have to do a nine to five anymore. I do yeah. a six a.m. Oh, I wake up at five and go train at six a.m. That's what I do. That's my job now. Hey, when you when you're in town, how many days a week are you going to Dompito? If I'm in town every day. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah, dude. He's you there. know what? All right, a doctor. You've done uh, fighting, Chris, uh, Chris dude. Good. Seriously, overachiever, dude. You got to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> you got to calm down, Mister Straight A's over here. <laughs> no, I was never. I was. I, I think I just got lucky with um with with being a doctor. I think jujitsu totally changed my life and changed my perspective. I went to ER medicine because jujitsu. Because we used to compete all over Asia all the time and. It was like, well, how can I help help out my guys if they're, you know, dislocated arm or oh, broken God knee or whatever? Damn, dude. That's so I, that's why I chose ER and well, uh, you and are landed this job that I have with one. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, yeah. Dude, super interesting, dude. Super interesting cat. I knew you'd be a fun interview, dude. Um, well, hopefully I guess. We have more time next time. You know, I got dig out some more stories. We'll have a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh. Well, I mean, we should probably take this. Do you guys ever? Are there ever any one championship fights in the U.S.? Oh, uh, we're we're looking at it. Um, we're starting a New York and L.A. office soon, so I think we're planning on coming over here next year, end of next year, hopefully, no. if well, everything works like, out. Best friend of me. You like? No, you guys are not invited. You like Chris and <laughs> Bring a side <laughs> seat. We're, we're media. We're yeah. media. media. Yeah, okay. We yeah. need a media pass. Yeah, yeah definitely. You're, you're gonna need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's uh what's the owner's name uh, can we have his email no, what's, address? It, what's the owner's uh, name tattoo city known tattoo city known son uh if you need a podcast oh shit you're pitching right now <laughs> don't, don't embarrass yourself <laughs> don't embarrass yourself i might get fired over this yeah. <laughs> uh well permanently retired after this podcast if, if you need a comedy podcast we're your guys <laughs> yeah because yeah one championship screams comedy mixed media chris don't don't fuck up my dream dude I want to. I want to train five days a week and be the call to say that's my job. No, we're not going to train ever, <laughs> dude. We could win the lottery and yeah, we're not training five we're still days not. a week. Our body needs to heal. Well, Doctor uh, Warren Wang, thank you very much for coming on. A and, pleasure uh, to be on the I show. I will yeah. see you. Uh, I'm going to have a closed guard and a toehold waiting for you on Monday. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm flying out Monday, so I will oh, see you guys in two dodging weeks. Me. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm dodging, well, dodging me. Uh, I, yes, dodging those toeholds <laughs> and those uh, and Johnny's uh, squat passes. Yeah. Hey, um, well, yeah, toilet squat passes. Just, just keep your I think it'd be good in Asia with those toilet, because you have to the squats, yeah. <laughs> the squatters. Yeah, well, they're, they they're over Europe too. Just a whole you know what? When yeah. he got his brown belt, he was like, "Okay, Chris, I'm done squat stalling." That lasted one day, <laughs> one fucking day, dude. <laughs> I told you, it's my neck, dude. Like, <laughs> my neck is not at risk if I'm playing a top game. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, keep your eye on uh, social media on Monday because we're not going to let it slip that you're not attending our class. Oh, you'll be shamed on Monday. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. You're not going to forget about tonight, are you? I left your name at the door and everything. There are not going to be too many punks. 
Don't you stop worrying about the punks. They're just a bunch of kids with growing pains. I mean, they'll probably be doctors and lawyers someday. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump right into this. This is our uh, recommendation recommendation section. So I am recommending um, a book. So the author is Andrew Vasks. He's a neo-noir writer who's probably written the most disturbing things I've ever read in print. Uh, he has a series. I think there are 17 uh, books in the series, the Burke series. And he had a character in the first three books, a guy, Wesley, who is an assassin, who is just the most cold-blooded killer ever. And so in the book, Burke series, he died. And there were always rumors that he had written a standalone book with this character. And actually, he wrote it. It was the first book he wrote. It was 1973. And he wrote this book about this a killer named Wesley. And publishers just rejected all publishers and it was because they felt it was unrealistic and so there was a part in there where a kid walked into a high school and totally mowed down the entire school and everyone's like that would never happen he had the fall of haiti they're like that would never happen so now you look back on it and you're like oh all that shit's happened uh but it is really one fucked up book um and they released it in 2000 um and I highly recommend it. It's called The Bomb Built in Hell. A Bomb wow. Built in Hell by Andrew Vasks. That's what I'm recommending. Are, are they going to make a movie? I highly doubt <laughs> it. I highly doubt it. Okay, Chris. I'm actually going to recommend something I've never recommended before. I'm going to recommend a drink. Uh, Long Island Nice Tea. <laughs> Do you like Long Island because it has your last name <laughs> No, I liked it because it had fucking like five shots of liquor in it. (laughs) Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Bang for your buck. I get it. You're probably at the the Reno room just getting shitty on those. But I'm going to recommend a company, Evolution. You can get it at Ralph's. uh, They make a watermelon juice, and I had you try it this morning. It was very good. It's fucking bomb. Here's the thing, if you don't know about watermelon juice. Just as hydrating as coconut water. Everyone's always like, coconut water, coconut water. I don't know if you've tried coconut water. I have. Tastes like... Tastes like shit. Tastes like horrible. I was almost going to say it tastes like ball sweat. Then everyone would be like, how do you know what ball sweat tastes like? Oh, he does. He does (laughs) jujitsu. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, not a lot of repeat coming back for uh, coconut water. Unless you're a weirdo. So if you go, if you say, I drink one every day, you're fucking weirdo. Watermelon water is where it's at. Tastes delicious. All the cool kids are drinking it. You feel hydrated. And it's awesome by evolution. 
Evolution. Evolution is starting a revolution. <laughs> oh, God. You had me till that moment. I know. I, I always right. fuck it up. All right. What song are you recommending? Well, I was. Actually, you know what? I'll just kill that joke. But um, actually, on the radio, I heard uh, a song that's... I thought it was an old song. I thought I was listening to Leonard Skinner for a second when it came on. I thought it was like Tuesday's Gone, but it's, it's actually... Uh, Jack White's other band, one of his other bands, the I always fuck up this name. The 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 Racken Racketeers, Racken. I don't know, dude. Racketeers. Racketeers. It's spelled really weird, but right. you know, it's Jack White's other band. Go look it up on YouTube. But the it's off the new album, and uh, the name of the song is "Sometimes I Don't Feel Like Trying." Oh, every day. And it definitely has the Leonard Skinner vibe to like the main guitar part, and you, it's cool. I like songs that sound like old school classic rock, but it's new. So this is the part of the show where I'm at the gym and I turn off our podcast, right? So I'm sure it's great, Johnny. <laughs> Chris, all right, just listen to the intro, Chris. All right, I'll listen to the intro. All right, well, uh, yeah, dude, we're banging them out. We're banging out the uh, the podcast right now. We are banging it out. So enjoy, and we'll be back soon, dude. Sooner than you guys are used to, I think. Yeah, probably more than they want. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening.
Yeah. 